Welcome to Huntsville Christian Church. Here for the month of October, we've been doing a series called There's No Place That Far, meaning that there is no place so far that God cannot reach us or that God can't save us, uh, or more importantly, that God cannot turn us around. And to do that, there's no better example of someone running away from God, but that not being too far than the book of Jonah. And so we've been looking at the book of Jonah, and last week, Andy went over chapter one with us, talking about the various stages of rebellion that Jonah went through, starting from hearing God's plan all the way to his rejection of it and running away, to his hard-heartedness about the matter, and eventually about his being thrown overboard and confessing uh, to what he had done. And so this, we're going to be looking at, into chapter two, and it's all about Jonah's repentance and Jonah turning back to God and back to the plan that he has. So won't you pray with me? Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you so much for this time that you have given to us that we can gather here in your name, Father. We also just thank you so much for this time of communion that we have, a time where we can step back and a time where we can just come to you in prayer, Father. God, we just thank you so much. We pray that as we're here now today, uh, just as we open your word together, uh, that we'd be able to look into it and that you would just open it up to us, that we could leave uh, with more than what we came in, Father, but more importantly, that we'd be closer to you. In your name we pray, amen. So it's interesting that chapter two, it doesn't start with Jonah grumbling about being stuck in the belly of a fish. Sorry, it's a fish, not a whale. VeggieTales lied to us. Uh, but uh, it doesn't start out with Jonah grumbling. It doesn't start out with uh, any introduction. It just says in verse 1, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from inside the fish. It starts out with prayer. Uh, it, we see Jonah coming, uh, coming from the point where his hard-heartedness had led to him being thrown overboard and sinking and then being swallowed by a fish. And we see here the way that Jonah is turning back to God is through prayer. It's not through his own doing, but yet it's, he comes before God in prayer. And it's the same way with us, that we've all had those moments in our life where we realize that we've been running away from God, uh, whether it be in some small matter or whether it be uh, a very large one. And we, we all had that moment where we realized that, and shortly after, uh, we, we've had a time of prayer. And it's in that prayer that we, we come before God and we, we admit that we've been running away. And it's through that prayer that God starts softening our hearts. And more importantly, he starts turning us back around and gently nudging us back in the direction that he always wanted us to go. And he's doing the same thing with Jonah here. And it says, that, uh, going on into verse 2, I called to the Lord in my distress, and he answered me. I cried out for the help in the belly of Sheol. You heard my voice. You threw me into the depths, into the heart of the seas, and your current overcame me. All your breakers and your billows swept over me, but I have said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will once more look toward your holy temple. Jonah's being turned back around here, and his heart is being softened as he's coming back to his God. And you see, but there's something else that we can take away from this as well. Uh, We as human beings, we haven't changed all that much uh, back from Jonah's day. Uh, we still have the same, a lot of the same problems. Uh, and one of them is being uh, that, like Jonah, we don't seem to have these moments of prayer, these moments where we come back to God until we're 
out of the action, so to speak. You see, Jonah, he didn't come back to God. He didn't come back to God in prayer when he was below the deck, the ship. It was, it was quiet there. He was asleep. It must have been. But he didn't come back to God when he was on that deck uh, in prayer, confessing to the sailors. It only happened when he was sinking down and when he had been swallowed up by the fish. See, it was dark, it was cold, it was damp, and despite what our, uh, our play from last week, there wasn't even Pinocchio to talk to. It was quiet. He was out of the action. And it's there that he came to God. And we're the same way. Uh, we, we don't, it, it happens to us. We might know that we've been running from God, but we, we always say, oh, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to that tomorrow. Or oh, next Sunday, I'll, I'll, during communion time, I'll, I'll come to him in prayer and, con- and confess and come back. But it never seems to happen amongst the activity and the action that we're caught up in, whether it be work or whether it be family or sports or, or football. Here in the South, we have to separate sports and football. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's true. And not that those things are bad in and of themselves. Certainly work and family aren't bad things. But they can be when they start taking us away yeah, from, uh, from coming back to God like that. And see, so it's important for us to have those, time, those times where we take ourselves out of the action, out of the busyness of the day. Like uh, we have our, uh, our fish time, like Jonah did, where we have a time where it's quiet, we're outside of the activity, where we can come before God in prayer. And that's one of the reasons why we have communion, not just that we, that we do it, but the reason that it's a quiet time, that we, it's a time out of the action. It, I mean, we, we could have communion be a time where we have a band and loud noise, but, it, but it's not. It's a quiet time where we're outside the action, where we can come back to God. And you see, something else happens. that it, When those two things are combined, when we come back to God and we're outside the action so that we can really come back, uh, Scripture tells us exactly what's going to happen. In James 4, uh, verses 7 through 8, James tells us, Therefore submit to God, but resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And here's the part. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts. See, when we draw in, this, in these quiet times, these times out of the action, when we draw near to God, we're told that he will, he, he will come back to us. And then also, uh, w- when we have these prayers, uh, many of us, we've had that time after that prayer, we start coming back. And that's not just a coincidence that we start coming back to the Lord after prayer. Uh, because what do we also see? James tells us in uh, verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Not only that, but he will also start guiding us gently back to the plan he had for us all along. Another, another thing uh, that, that I don't quite understand about us, but we all do it, is for some reason we think we have to be all clean, all better, before we come back to God. For some reason we believe that we can't, that God can't take us as we are. He can't handle our problems for some reason. But that's just not true. That, that's a lie of the enemy. That's a lie of Satan that he uses to keep us back from God. You see, but our, our God, that there is no place too far. There is no, there is nothing too bad. Uh, he's, there's no problem too big that he can't handle. 
And so you see, we can come back in, in, the middle, uh, in, in the middle of our problems, in the middle of our mistakes. We can come back to God through prayer, uh, through these time, uh, through these quiet times, and, and repent. You see, Jonah found this out firsthand. Uh, the Jews back then, if something was on the land, they could get it. If something was on top of the water, they had boats. They could go out to get it. But if something was under the sea, below a certain depth, they had no way to get it. They, they didn't have submarines, or they didn't have uh, the, these scuba, scuba gear. All they had was themselves. So if something was below a certain depth in the sea, it was unretrievable. There is no way it could be gotten. And that's exactly where Jonah was going. Jonah was sinking under the sea below that depth. And he knew there was no, there was no way anybody could get to him. Or at least no way any man could get to him. Yet we see God was still able to take Jonah when he was where, where he thought he was unretrievable. God was still able to reach him by sending the fish out to him. And so it's, it's, the same, it's the exact same for us. No matter where we are, no matter what situation we might find ourselves in, where, or, or anyone else for that matter, we might say, well, they're too far gone. I can't help them. Or, well, they, I can't believe they did that to me. That, you know, they, they crossed that final line. I can't help them. Yet that, that's not at all what we see God capable of doing. E- even when that person might be too far gone, it's the same thing. God can still reach out to them because there's no place that far. We also see something else uh, in, in, the script, uh, in the scriptures, in Jonah. And that's that when we come back, when we come back to the Lord, that we get this renewed hope, we get this renewed passion uh, from, from, coming, from coming back and turning away um, and it, that's, that's great and that's wonderful because it, it helps us to come, to come back and to pursue that plan that we re- originally rejected. But Christ tells us something about this in Matthew chapter 12. He says, When an unclean spirit comes out of a man, it roams through waterless places looking for a rest but doesn't find any. Then it says, I'll go back to my house that I came from and returning, it finds the house vacant, swept, and put in order. Then, it, then off it goes and brings with it seven more spirits, more evil than itself. And they enter and settle down there. As a result, the man's last condition is worse than the first. That's how it will also be with this evil generation. You see, we're the same way. When, when, we, turn, when we turn back to God... And we reject whatever it was that maybe originally led us away. It's not enough just to shut out the negative. Otherwise, we'll find ourselves in the exact same situation uh, that Christ is talking about here. We can't just shut out the negative, but we have, uh, and that's where that renewed hope, that renewed passion for God's plan comes in. Because if we're not actively pursuing something else, then we're going to find ourselves back where we were, or maybe even further back from where we were. And we, see it, and we see it all the time. And so, but the awesome thing is that our God, not only is he a God of second chances here, that he can handle that when we do slide back. He, he's not a God of just one second chance, but 
of many and many and many. See, we can't slide back far enough that God just gives up on us. He, he doesn't give up. But a lot of people might like to stop here. You know, we, we, had, a, we had a great message. It made me feel good and warm inside uh, about how God can reach me. But we can't stop here. See, because God is also God of obedience. And so often here, it seems we like to forget that part, that, that God demands our, our, our obedience, that we follow him. But th- that's not a case because God is just a killjoy. That's not because God just is this cop that likes to ruin all our fun. On the contrary, our God, our God is a God of love, one who, want, one who wants us to be where he is, one who wants better for us. And you see, that's why he, that's why he has his laws. That's why he had set things up the way he did. You see, the Jews experienced a similar thing. When Adam and Eve fell in the garden, fell from that perfect standard that God had had, it led down to a series of events and eventually led to the Jews exiting Egypt. And it was there, after they had exited Egypt, that they received the Old Testament law. And it came with, a bun- it came with many, many rules, many regulations. Um, but... It wasn't just because God didn't want the Jews to have bacon. He, he didn't just want to crush, uh, crush their fun. But it was because he wanted to take them from where they were and bring them into a better place. He wanted to bring them out and closer to him. And it's the same way today. Uh, God, God has set things up for us today. He set them up in a certain way. And he's done this not because he wants to ruin our fun or not because he wants to make us stick out like a sore, thumb, sore thumbs so that everyone can mock us, but it's because he wants to bring us out into someplace better. And so we, we see this as well, but we also see something else. See, our God is a God of action. He's not, he's not, he didn't leave Jonah in the whale. He didn't leave him where he was, where he had turned turned back around, but he started bringing him back, bringing him back towards his plan. And he does the same with us. He doesn't just leave us where we were. When, when, we, uh, uh, when we, uh, were baptized or when we came back to the church, he doesn't just leave us there. As the years goes on, he brings us along. He moves us towards a plan that he has. And we can see that here and uh, see that here. Going on the cham- uh, verse five, the waters engulfed me up to the neck, the watery depths overcame me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. I sank down to the foundations of the mountains. The earth, with its prison bars enclosed, behind me forever. But you raised my life up from the pit, Lord my God. As my life was fading away, I remembered Yahweh. My prayer came to you and to your holy temple. See, Jonah remembered God and he reached out to him. And what do we see here that it says here that Yahweh, my prayer came to you into your holy temple, but you raised my life from the pit. Our God is a God of action. When we cry, when we cry out, when we come back to God, he moves, he responds, and brings us back. Verse 8 says, Those who cling to worthless idols forsake faithful love. Uh, perhaps other versions say forsake God's love, depending on which one you're using. You see, this, is, this it comes back to obedience. That our God, he's a God of obedience. 
And more than, more than that, again, not because he's just wanting to crush these people, people's phone, but because he has a plan. He has a plan for these people. And when they start turning away, he, he wants to bring them back. And that's exactly what the people of Nineveh were doing. They had turned away from God. They were pursuing uh, worthless idols. And it says uh, later in Jonah there that they, they did not know their left hand from their right because they were caught, so caught up in their own wickedness. But God had a plan, and that plan was Jonah. But even though Jonah rebelled, uh, just as we sometimes do, we can see something else. See, just because Jonah rebelled and Jonah ran away, that didn't change God's plan. God didn't throw, you know, throw out that plan. Well, you know, time to move on to plan B. It's not what God did. It was always plan A. God pursued Jonah, turned him back around, and continued on with his plan. And he did the same thing in the Garden of Eden, he didn't throw out, you know, well, Adam and Eve didn't work out so well. Now we've got we to bring Christ in to save them. No, it was always plan A, and it's the same way for us. No matter, even if, we, even if we get off track, even if we run down the wrong path, God doesn't throw out plan A. He doesn't have to come up with a new one that may or may not involve us. It's always been the same plan, and it always will be. But also... So we see he had a plan for Jonah. He has a plan for us as well. He had, in this case, Jonah's plan was, but as for me, I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. I will fulfill what I, what I have vowed. I will say salvation is from the Lord. This is Jonah's plan. But we also see that God didn't force him. God didn't force any of that on him. It would, he brought Jonah to the place where he made it his choice, where he decided he wanted to follow God. He wanted to follow God into his plan, even though he didn't know fully what that might entail. He didn't know what might have greeted him at Nineveh, but he was willing to follow God. And he does the exact same thing for us. He f- brings us to the place where we're willing to follow him willingly, where we're willing to accept God's plan. And you see, we have one, we have one last thing here. In 2 Corinthians, we're told something else. 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 20. From now on then, we do not know anyone in a purely human way. If we have known Christ in a purely human way, yet we no longer know him in this way. So therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and look, new things have come. Everything is from God who reconciled us to him, to himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, Christ, God, was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. So therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, certain that God is appealing through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Because he made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. See, God had this plan for Jonah, and it was to go to Nineveh and preach against it. Not, not, not to have this holier-than-thou attitude, but to bring them to God. And he has the same plan for us. And that plan, is, that plan has always been to entrust us with the gospel. Not us, me, or not us, Andy, you're not us, Larry, not us, John, but us as the church. 
with the message of reconciliation, that we can take it out and proclaim it to others, that we can say salvation comes from the Lord. As we come into our response time, we, have, we should remember that God has a plan for each of us. God had a plan for Jonah. He had for something for him to say, something for him to go do. He has the same for us. So I don't know where you guys might, where you guys might have been or what might be going on for you guys. But there are a couple things I do know. I do know that there is no place too far for God. There is nothing too bad that he can't handle. And I do know that he has a plan for each of us, that he's given us this message of reconciliation, and that he's calling for us to say, salvation comes from the Lord. So today, if, if you realize, like Jonah, that you've, you've gotten off track, and that you, you've been running the wrong way, and you, you've realized this, then our, our, our elders are here. You can come to them. We have a room off to the side where you can have that time out of the action, where you can come back to God in prayer. They'll pray with you. Or maybe if you've never come back to God, this whole idea is new, it's a new concept, but you've realized that you've been running the wrong direction, then we're here. The baptistry is open. If you want to submit, like it said in James, submit to God, then we're ready for you to submit to him in the waters of baptism. Or if you've been getting to know us here at Huntsville Christian Church for a little, for a little while, and you, you'd like to partner with us, you've seen what God is doing in this community, and you'd like to come up and submit your membership with us, then we're here, we're ready. But just remember that, like God had a call for Jonah to say, salvation comes from the Lord. The question is, what is he saying for you? So this is the time, uh, as John likes to say, this is, now is the time to go. Uh, now is the time to go out into our communities and take what we've heard today. Uh, and so as, as you go, take with, take with you uh, th- these, these last two verses. Uh, but as for me, what I have vowed, I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. I don't know what you're facing as you go back to work, as you go back to your homes, but remember to take that message with you, that what, what you have vowed, what, whatever God has calling for you, that you will make good and say salvation has come from the Lord. Have a great week, everybody.